There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. A very, very interesting week and uh, a specific topic that I haven't touched on yet. I just haven't had time to uh, sit behind the mic and give my thoughts on it properly. Uh, this Reese Walsh situation. Very interesting how this all played out. Now, um, we we saw the footage um, on Bloke in a Bar on a Monday and I sat there and watched it. And um, this is before he obviously went into the judiciary and whatnot. And I um, I actually came away from watching that video thinking that Reese Walsh genuinely did uh, swear at Pat Carrigan. Now, uh, is that okay? No, sh- sure not. Heat he of the moment and all that sort of stuff. But I I genuinely came away from that thinking, oh, this will be okay. This He won't get suspended here. He's talking to Pat Carrigan. And, and I know a lot of you people out there uh, just agree with that take, and that's completely fine. That's all good. I'm not saying I'm right. That's just how I saw it. Um, he went into the judiciary, and I genuinely – I didn't really even comment on it. I didn't really say anything because I genuinely thought that uh, it would come out that he was talking uh, to Pat Carrigan. I think it's been interesting how it all has played out. I think a lot of people probably had Reese Walsh guilty uh, before he walked in there realistically. And as I said, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you you're wrong, I'm right. I'm just telling you the way that I saw it. And I would assume – that the judiciary probably had more evidence than potentially what we've seen, because uh, I don't know. I, I've just got it, it. It just seemed like a strange. Like I, I thought it was pretty evident that you could see Pat Carrigan come and um, come up and talk to him, and I thought on the audio you could even hear Pat Carrigan talking to him. And to be fair, when I first heard the audio. I thought I heard Pat Carrigan say to him, um, you should have been out the back because obviously it was an obstruction call that went wrong there. Um, Then when it came out in the judiciary, the sentence was something different about Pat Carrigan, about something about uh, getting, you know, your your brain or whatever. So that's where it it is a little bit confusing uh, to work out what has actually played out here. But um, look, I I thought he would get off. He hasn't and and that's completely fair. Sure, I'm sure the judiciary had reasoning for that. Maybe I've seen it wrong, whatever it might be. But 
Um, I also do think that throughout that game, as frustrating as it was and as frustrating as some of the referee decisions would have been, I did think that the way that Reese Walsh conducted himself throughout that game wasn't fantastic. So even though I think that in that moment he was talking to Pat Carrigan, I still think that throughout the game he did not conduct himself in the way that he should for for an NRL player, let alone an Origin star and whatnot. And I do think this is something uh, that Reese Walsh does need to get under check. Obviously, he does let his emotions get the better of him at times, uh, but at the same time, it's also what makes him such a great player. As I've spoken about a number of times, that he always backs himself in, he always goes at the game, he always puts one hundred percent into whatever he's doing. But Reese Walsh has to learn to control that, especially when it comes to talking to officials. And as you guys know, uh, I have always said uh, that I think that players uh, need to be more respectful to referees and whatnot. So as much as I don't think he was actually talking to the referee in that moment... I think that the way that Reese Walsh carried on for the rest of the game, the amount of times he threw his arms up, the amount of times he was screaming and yelling at referees, as with a lot of other players in this competition as well. But I thought it was really evident with Reese Walsh the other day. Now, my and the thing that annoys me the most out of this, whether you agree that Reese Walsh said it to the referee or not, for me, I I uh, you know I'm I'm happy to go either way on that. I'm not going to die on the hill of arguing with people that said it was directed to the referee. Sure. That's completely fine. If that's your take, that's all good. I see it a little bit differently. But, but, but for me, that's not my biggest issue with what played out here. My big issue is that if the judiciary is able to determine that Reese Walsh 100%, so without a doubt, called the referee a C-bomb, we, we won't say it here, it's probably uncalled for, but if he decided to use that word to describe, to yell it at a referee directed at him, that is completely wrong, yeah? That is very, very poor, and I think there should be a very hefty suspension for that, same as I thought there should have been a very hefty suspension for Brandon Smith last year. My question is, though, that if the judiciary decided that Reese Walsh 100% directed that as at the referees, they gave him a three-week suspension? Three weeks. That's uh, Three weeks is what that is worth. For me, that is an absolute fucking cop-out. That is ridiculous. If you if you genuinely believe that you have 100% evidence to confirm that Reese Walsh said that to a referee, I think the suspension should be much, much heftier than that. Now, as I said, I don't actually think it was directed at the referee. I think it was directed at Pat Carrigan. But regardless, if the judiciary has made the decision, which maybe they have more evidence than me, maybe I've missed something, I'm not too sure. But however it has played out, how on earth... Could the judiciary sit there and go, Reese Walsh used that word directed at an official and we are confirming that and we're going to suspend him for three weeks? Now, maybe maybe they lessened it because it included an origin game. I'm not sure. I know I'm just spitballing off the top of my head trying to make sense of this. But I, I, I cannot for the life of me work out how you can you can 100% be confirmed to have done something like that and only get a three-week suspension. For me, that should be a much longer suspension and they should be getting Reese Walsh to you know get on the front foot with this and talk about how to treat referees. And look, I still think, I still think that even if Reese Walsh didn't do this, now that he's got this punishment, I don't think there is any arguing whatsoever that Reese Walsh carried on a little bit throughout that game. And I think it has been something that Reese Walsh has done for a while. There are other players in the game as well that I think fall into a very similar boat. Some guys that we respect very highly, others that a lot of people don't. But I do think it is an issue because it does filter down to your junior grades every weekend. I speak about this a lot. I speak about this all the time. And people want to roll their eyes and call it bullshit. But if you're actually... 
if, if you've got any form of common sense in your head whatsoever and you're a part of rugby league through the junior grades, you will understand that finding referees is becoming a problem. Finding quality referees is becoming a problem because at the end of the day, if the first graders are treating the referees like this, then what fucking chance do we have of telling 15 and 16-year-olds who are less mature who are most of the time bigger than the referees and more intimidating than the referees they're coming up against to treat them respectfully. It is something that I've said for a long time that I think Rugby Union does a billion times better than us, and you can push back on that, you can argue with that, but I, I think it is so fucking evident and so evident, so, so evident and so obvious that in Rugby Union they treat their referees with so much more respect than what we do in Rugby League. And I do think... If you, even if you want to take it at that moment, I think you can use the rest of that game the other night and the way that Reese Walsh carried himself as an example of that. And Reese Walsh is not the only one. There are a number of players in this league, without a doubt. Um, but yeah, I find this situation very interesting. As I said off the top, from what I have seen and what I took in in that moment, I don't think that it was directed at the referee. I think it was directed at Pat Carrigan. And I personally think that... And I, I, I think a lot of people have stemmed this argument that he lied and everything coming off the back of Adam Reynolds' comment where Adam Reynolds came out and said it was at an opposition player. Now, it, it, and, and I just want you to sort of just just sit neutral for a second and just think about this situation. So Reese Walsh is on the field. That, that happens. He gets penalised for it. It obviously gets picked up that it was directed at the referees. There's microphones all over those fields. Uh, the players know how this is going to play out. The, the players know exactly what, what Fox League is going to do, and they do exactly what Fox League do. They post a video um, of the event with the microphones turned up so that you can clearly hear it, but you can't actually see it. Now, straight away, the Broncos boys go into... Well, Reese Walsh goes in to defend himself. Adam Reynolds goes in to defend his teammate. Now... I think it is really, really evident in this clip that Reese Walsh isn't directing this at an opposition player, right? But I, for, for Adam Reynolds to go and say that, people are saying, oh, they made up a different story. I, I, I don't know if that's true. I, I do wonder if potentially Reese Walsh knew it was directed at Pat Carrigan, thought it would all be cleared up, and Adam Reynolds has just got it wrong. Because for me, if you were gonna if you were gonna go after the game and make a plan to try and lie your way out of this surely you would make it very clear to everyone on your team that it wasn't an opposition player, right? That's what I just... I just it, it just doesn't quite make sense to me, to be completely honest with you. And I think that a lot of people don't like Reese Walsh and they want to go after him, and that's fine. I think a lot of people had their minds made up before this. Um, and, you, you know... I'm not saying that that's the case for everyone, but I do think it is the case uh, for some people out there. Uh, but look, I, I think regardless of what actually happened in that moment, uh, the judiciary came to their decision and I have to back in the judiciary and their call. They probably had more evidence than what I had, but from the little bit of evidence that I saw and from what I observed, I had a lot of question marks about whether this was actually raised, um, about whether this was actually directed towards the referee on the field in that moment. And, you know, a lot of people have sort of said, oh, you know, David Fafita, you know, he screwed up in his thing. Like, yeah, sweet. David Fafita made a mistake in the sentence he was making. And I, I thought, to be honest with you, it was really slimy of people to quote that sentence exactly. Like, he made an obvious mistake. It was blatantly obvious he made a mistake in the words he was in the words he was saying. I get that. But, like, fuck, have we not all done that before? Have we not just all made a mistake in that moment? Like, it was obviously, you know, a moment that he wouldn't have been overly comfortable with. We know that Dave Fafita isn't one of, you know, the, the most outspoken players in our game. He doesn't get in front of media all that much. He doesn't talk all that much. I just, I don't quite 
yeah, I don't know. And now, now people are calling, you know, Fafita a liar, you know, Walsh a liar, all like trying to say that it was all just a cover up. I just, I don't know. I just don't think it all quite adds up. But more importantly, the thing that annoys me the most is that the judiciary made the decision that he swore at the referee. And once again, they might have more evidence than me, and that's completely fine. If he used this word direct at the referee, he should have the book thrown at him 100%. I wasn't convinced he did. But if the judiciary came to the conclusion that Reese Walsh 100% used the C word directed at a referee uh, at an NRL referee, how on earth did they then sit back and go, okay, what's a fair punishment? For an NRL player abusing a referee using, you know, probably, I don't know, right up there with some of the most derogatory language that you could possibly use at them. What sort of a suspension does that deserve? And they came up with three weeks. A three-week suspension. For me, that just doesn't... It just doesn't serve the right purpose. I think that if you're fucking fair income about us treating referees respectfully, which personally I don't think the NRL is, I think it's a problem we've had for a long time in our game and I think it's a problem we continue to have and I think it's a problem with fans as well. I think that we are more than happy to jump, well, a lot of people are more than happy to jump on social media after games when their team loses and blame referees for minor things and whatnot. And I just think, as I've always said it, um, you know, if you don't do enough to win the game of football, that's on you. It's not on the referees. If if referee decisions decide games of football, it means you haven't done enough to win it. That's always been my argument. And I think, respectfully, I think that was pretty evident. You know, whenever I talk, you know, the only team I go for is the New South Wales Blues. And I think it was pretty evident uh, throughout a lot of moments there throughout this Origin Series that I made it very clear that that's my take, whether it's my team or not. And people always measure me and say, you don't have a team, you don't get it. Sweet. You know, what did I say throughout that entire Origin Series? You know, a lot of things went the Blues' way and we didn't take advantage of it. Then in game two... A lot of things went against us, yeah? There was obviously the controversial Val Holmes try. There was the feet of forward pass, all that stuff. But the entire time I said, shit happens. We should have defended better. We should have scored at the other end. We didn't take our opportunities. It's not the referee's fault. We didn't win that game or got beat by as much as we did. It's on us. And that's the reality of it. Uh, I just, I, 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 don't, I don't think that we take the way we treat referees in the NRL as serious as it should be taken. And I think that this example is a really poor one. Obviously, now we have a player, um, and and maybe it can be a bit of a turning point, but I just I don't think a three-week suspension is enough. And I would love to hear Reese Walsh um, come out and, you know, even if he didn't actually do this, which I'm still not convinced he did, I'd love to see Reese Walsh get on the front foot. I thought that when Brandon Smith, when it all blew up with Brandon Smith last year, and I copped a lot of pushback from that and all that, and uh, I still I still wish that Brandon Smith would have got on the front foot and actually turned it into a positive. And I really hope that Reese Walsh does here. Uh, I think that the Broncos will be pretty pissed off about how all of this has played out and whatnot, uh, but I would love to see this turn into a positive. And I think that Reese Walsh has a really good opportunity here to – you know, take ownership. And even if he didn't in that moment call the referee a C, uh, throughout the game, I don't think his behavior was up to scratch. So I still think there is an issue there. The issue I don't think is as big as what it's been made out to be, but there is still an issue there. There is no doubt about it whatsoever. And this moment, you know, probably not as bad as this, but I think this moment was probably leading for Reese Walsh eventually because of the way that he lets his emotions get the better of him. Uh, but yeah, three-week suspension, for swearing directly at a referee like that, according to the NRL judiciary, I just don't understand how that sort of a crime or, 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 or that sort of a wrongdoing 
can equal a three-week suspension. That just makes no sense to me whatsoever. And that just says to me that the NRL isn't taking this as seriously as they should. Um, I thought they took the Brandon Smith one pretty seriously last year. I think that Brandon Smith might have called him a cheating bastard. I think there was something like that along those those lines, which at the time I said was disgraceful and it shouldn't be allowed in our game and we need to stamp it out. I said at the time, I really hope Brandon Smith gets on the front foot and maybe does like some educational pieces throughout his suspension with the NRL about the way we treat referees. That didn't play out. I would love to see Reese Walsh do it over the next few weeks. I would love to see Reese Walsh. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even if he doesn't believe that he said that word to him, to the referee, I think he does need to take ownership for uh, his actions throughout that game and his actions throughout, you know, the the last two years as well. Because I think he has had a few of these moments, which I sort of notice. A a, a lot of people tend not to because we don't really... Uh, you know, a, a, lot, a lot of people don't have um, the care or the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, I guess you could say, the compassion or the understanding uh, for just how hard a referee's job is, uh, how tough it is and how many decisions you have to make and how you have to get them perfect. And, you know, classic example, you get 99 right, you get that one wrong and all people want to talk about is the one that they got wrong, whereas their team can miss 25 tackles, make 10 errors, and all we'll talk about on Monday is the uh, referee's one call that they got wrong, for example, which which I think is, is something in rugby league culture that we need to change and I've said it for a long time. I personally, looking at the footage, I couldn't see the spot. I, I, I couldn't make complete 100% uh, a 100% call on Reese Walsh directing it straight at the referee. Um, and I'm not saying that people out there that think that are wrong. I'm just saying what I could see out of my eyes. It's not it's not a hill I'm going to die on because obviously the judiciary has got more evidence or can see more than I have or I've misunderstood something to make that decision. Uh, but the thing that annoys me is that if they have made that decision, how on earth did it only... Did it only equal a three-week suspension? How can something like that only cost you three games of football? As I said, maybe it was lessened because one of them's an origin game and that's a harsher penalty. But for me, fuck, I would have had it. If I had conclusive evidence that that's what Reese Walsh said to a referee, I would have thrown the absolute book at Reese Walsh and given him a number of weeks. And that's where I don't understand how this has possibly played out that the NRL judiciary can sit there and say 100% conclusively, this is what Reese Walsh said, and it was directed at the referee 100%, but the punishment, I personally think, is a slap on the wrist, getting a three-game suspension. An origin included, I get it, but it's just not a good look that something like that happens and you can get a three-week suspension um, compared to other things in rugby league and what we've suspended them for. I think that we need to take this a lot more seriously than what we have. It's a tough one, and I know my take on Reese Walsh is a little bit different to other people, and I, I understand that. I'm happy to accept that. That's fine, but I call it as I see it. I might be wrong, and I'm happy to wear that if so, but the thing that annoys me most is that we've come to this decision. The NRL and the judiciary reckon they know exactly what happened, and what happened was a very, very bad thing, and it only got a three-week suspension. It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. Whatsoever.